0: Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. it's showtime.
1: Welcome to the Beetlejuice Minute, where we discuss Tim Burton's Beetlejuice minute by minute. I'm your host, Julianne Fay, actress and owner of cinemabliss.com, and my co-host today is Barry Rathbun.
0: I am not an actress. I am more involved in the sound part of making movies.
1: Today we'll look at Minute 1, which begins with the intergalactic Geffen logo, followed by an amazing list of movie stars, and ending just as we catch a glimpse of the sleepy little town before Beetlejuice shakes it all up. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to uh, Pete the Retailer and Alex uh, Robinson from the Star Wars Minute. Not only are they the inspiration behind this podcast, but also for their encouragement to have other podcasters create their own show. So thank you, Pete and Alex.
0: Yes, indeed. I pretty much listen to them, well, every day that they're on as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah I blame Barry
1: few. because that's how I, we, you know, Beetlejuice Minute was born. <laughs> so thank you, Barry. Uh, We also have a special guest Uh, We will have several special guests Join us throughout the madness But this week we have Resident Movie Geek from southwest Louisiana Which by the way this is where We are shooting See I'm so used to filmmaking That I say shooting instead of recording This podcast so yes we're all from The south Chris Taylor Hi Chris Hi well, let's see. Shall we get started? Minute number uh, yeah. one. Minute it number one begins with the Geffen Well, actually, logo actually, I want to
0: want to pause for a second. How did you first see this? Because I actually did not see the movie first. I saw the TV show first. Oh, Lord. I was watching the TV show, which the best way to describe it: picture Aladdin, like if the genie was more slightly perverted. Combined with Animaniacs. That's <laughs> oh. about where the show was. And oh. I actually saw that before I saw the movie. Wow.
2: Because I'm
0: not I'm not sheltered per se, but my parents were a little bit more restrictive on the stuff that I was watching. Well, Unless I snuck out and watched like it. I
1: was, I was too young to be alive during this time, but I do believe I saw this in the movie theater. Well, I'm,
0: I'm, I would have been able to see it. You know, I mean, not that... But uh, yeah, so the uh, the cartoon was actually my first Beetlejuice experience before I went back I think a couple of years later to actually watch the movie. I think I had seen a couple more Tim Burton movies before this one.
1: A couple more? There's no way!
0: Mm hmm. Oh, I yes, didn't, I guess I didn't come yes to this way. one late. I I came to this one late.
1: I'm not even sure why I was so excited to see it. It had to have been the magic of the trailer, which if I look at the trailer now, I'm like, why was I so excited to see this? But um, he'd only made one other feature film before
0: this. Pee Wee Herman's uh, Big Adventure.
1: I know, right? Which I did not see in the movie theater. (laughs) I didn't.
0: I I saw that one on on the videos. Maybe beta, I'm not sure.
1: Good marketing marketing got but, yeah. me. He did 12 shorts beforehand. I wanted to throw that out there. Well, he was a Disney animator.
0: Yes. Um, he worked on like Fox and the Hound, Black Cauldron. I mean, he was like in there for a while. And Disney he didn't know what to out. do
1: with him. Would you? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, um, okay. So, I was going to say, it begins with the Geffen Company logo and ends with the start of the city. That is the minute we're covering today. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't really know if you could call it a city, but yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't give anything away.
0: (laughs) Well, it doesn't look like a city even from that shot. (laughs) No, no, I mean, it looks like a, a, you know, a a very rural town. It doesn't look like a city. Town, yes. It's a town.
1: A rural, rural. Rural. Remember the rural gerber in uh, 30 Rock? Um, Anyway, I just want to throw out that I kind of like the Geffen logo. It kind of looks like a space orb. I don't know why I like that, but it seems very... Well, it
0: was David Geffens, who also produced, well, he was a big record producer, but he also did Little Shop of Horrors. So he's no stranger to slightly off-the-wall movies, production-wise, but uh, he is also the G in DreamWorks SKG. He used the little SKG in the DreamWorks logo. It's Spielberg, Katzenberg, and Geffen that kind of formed their own little thing.
1: Sweet! Well, that'll explain why we haven't seen the Geffen by itself for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a little
1: um, interesting. I guess it's interesting, but you know, Tim Burton wasn't always tim burton yet so some of the things that he throws in all of his movies later he had not yet discovered on his second movie one of which is personalizing the logo because like mars attacks you see like the warner brothers logo and you see little flying saucers Mm -hmm. he's done so many different warner brothers logos but this time around warner brothers and geffen um remain unscathed at this point
0: uh unburtonized unburtonized yeah Well, the other um, Burton thing that comes up in pretty much all of Burton's movies is the music, of course. Danny Elfman, uh, who started out as under the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo, um, and I think their first movie was Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah,
0: they have a bit part as the band. Um, But he's actually the first thing you hear in the movie. Uh, In Beetlejuice, you hear the Deo is actually Danny Elfman singing it. Before it starts, you know, it starts all normal, and then it kind of goes a little more off-kilter with the... It with echoes the, Yeah, a well, not it echoes, but it kind of does a little minor key thing. So already you're set up for, like, this, what is this thing going to be? Because imagine coming to this, obviously Burton isn't, isn't well-known, so you don't know what you're going to get with this thing.
1: I know, right? I, um, well, a hint, though. That beautiful Edward Gorey-looking Beetlejuice title card love i don't know um if you saw this maybe on reruns but masterpiece theater used to have a show called mystery mm-hmm. where they would do all these murder mysteries and the whole opening credits was nothing but edward gory animation of people mm-hmm. like at a fancy little party and they had um tombstones and it was just delightfully gothic mm-hmm. and when i saw the beetlejuice title card this time around i was like oh Yes, childhood memories coming back. Because I would like run into the living room, watch the opening credits, and then my parents would shuffle me off to bed because it was too scary for me to watch. But it has another uh, place, probably in Tim Burton's heart, because Vincent Price used to be the guy that would start off a lot of the Masterpiece Theater mystery shows. And um, Tim Burton and Vincent Price had a very interesting relationship. Oh, yeah. Fans know that Vincent Price was in uh, Edward Scissorhands, and um, if you loved Nightmare Before Christmas, there's a little tiny short called Vincent, um, which, again, was inspired by Vincent Price, and something that maybe some people don't know is that Tim Burton was working on a documentary about Vincent Price, but shelved it after uh, Mr. Price passed away. I like they the released. Did they release it? I don't think so. Ah. Oh. Yeah, That would be great to see. I would love them to, even if it wasn't finished, just have some sort of you know makeshift ending. People would understand why it wasn't finished. I'd love to see that.
0: Well, Vincent was actually the reason Burton got uh, Pee Wee. Paul Rubin saw it and said, yes, this is the guy I want to direct my big movie.
1: I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. So thanks to
0: Vincent, we got Big Adventure. Oh. And then um, uh, he didn't do anything for years. He, he claimed all the scripts he got were just kind of Pee Wee. Redux, or uh, or just something he didn't want to do. And then the Beetlejuice script came in, and uh, he decided to go with that, and they took a chance on him. Um, He was actually slated to direct Batman before Beetlejuice came out, but they hadn't greenlit it yet because they weren't sure who this new guy was, so they wanted to wait and see. So, uh, yeah. That, yes. Then it all, of course, went from there.
1: I remember um, Burton saying that... uh... Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was one of his favorite performances ever. That is a very in some of his films. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of people, though, really? uh, and great people, we're talking about people. Well, um, the first, the first uh, females I was going to say, Gina Davis, right?
0: Well, yeah, but the first person we get on the credits is actually Alec Baldwin.
1: Oh, Alec, go ahead.
0: Who really wasn't? Let's see, he had done Knots Landing and a bunch of TV movies. Um, and he also did a John Hughes movie called She's Having a Baby, which I saw the trailer for and immediately added to Netflix. It's like, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Bacon is a newlywed, and yeah, but um, Alec Baldwin's kind of the, the the guy who had a crush on the wife, and he tries to come back all sleazeball-ish, and, uh, and um, yeah, so he hadn't really done, this was like his first really big movie. It was definitely his first headlining movie.
1: So now that we're <laughs> nine minutes in, um, maybe we should bring our guest uh, speaker.
0: In <laughs> Who's
2: been sitting quiet. I would nice. like that. It, I don't know if I can tell, but it's very hard for me to stay quiet. <laughs> Any thoughts on... I remember, actually, when the first time I saw Beetlejuice. Because no, no. uh, I, I did see it in theaters. Oh. At the Pre and Lake Mall Theater. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, very The nice. three screen that was there. I actually remember, I don't remember the numbers, but I actually remember what auditorium I was. And my mom was seeing three men and a baby at the same time. But yeah, so I I actually remember the first time I saw it, I was 88, so I was 7 when I saw it. And... I loved it, but it it terrified me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you know kind of what it was going in, or was it... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew... Well, I I knew it was Wacky Ghost Guy. Like, that's all the trailers made it look like. Wacky Ghost Guy, look at him, he's crazy. Watching it now, you're like, this is not a kid's movie. (laughs) This was so inappropriate. Well, why on
0: earth did they turn it into an animated show? It's completely different. It's completely different. animated series
2: is like completely... The show to me, because I watched... Because I rewatched the movie today, mm-hmm. and on the DVD they have like three episodes of the show, so I was like, oh, oh, really? "I'll put that on. I'll watch that too." And it was very drop dead Freddy, mm-hmm. is the way I describe it's it very drop dead Fred like. And um,
0: well, they do they do a lot of of uh, literal puns within, yeah. like
2: you know, it's like uh, I have a runny nose, the runny nose runs, so runs off it. things like that. Yeah, and. Uh, my my bigger thing with the cartoon was that, okay, they made sure it's about Lydia, like it's Beetlejuice and Lydia, you know, the, their adventures, her parents are there, what happened to Adam and Barbara, they're not, they're just gone, mm-hmm. and they don't acknowledge at all where they've gone. They can't leave the house. Yeah. Like, that's the story. They're there for the next century, so... I should just stop talking though, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> a very strange cartoon. It yeah, is very I, weird. I, but that's... Which brings
1: yeah. us back to Barbara, Gina Davis.
2: Yes, Gina Davis.
1: Who I first saw in, not first saw, but at first was very impressed with um, Long Kiss Goodnight, and I'll tell you why. Uh, we have so many superhero females now, which we did not have back in Beetlejuice's day, mm-hmm. or when Long Kiss Goodnight came that's out, 90s, starring I think, Gina yeah. Davis. Yep. And... I finally got it. I finally understood why men loved action movies so much. Because (laughs) here it was... It's an action female, and now instead of like watching it, you know, as a third onlooker, you know, because usually the female was the love interest or someone being rescued or whatever. I got the adrenaline that you guys, as guys, always <laughs> got when you were on the motorcycle with the hero and when you're punching people and kicking people and shooting people. <laughs> I finally yeah, got that yeah, adrenaline yeah. rush when I watched Man. Gina Davis and Longest Good Night. I, I think I
2: would get more <laughs> of an adrenaline rush though of watching Gina Davis on a pirate. Ship.
0: I was about to say yeah. there was like Cutthroat, Island, Cutthroat, Cutthroat Island. Island. Oh man, I
2: don't remember any of that movie. I just remember the soundtrack. Before you mean could... Longest Goodnight or uh, Cutthroat Island? Cutthroat. I've never it's actually not... seen Longest Goodnight.
0: Really, Shane Black? You should. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. clever, clever
1: writing. Shane
0: Black, and it's it's buddy comedy. Sort of with Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Powerful female before all the gluttony of powerful female. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a remake like, of 2015. La 2016.
0: Sort oh, was, of, sort of. I mean, in terms of like female assassin, but she uh, sort of has a, a a break, and she goes to being Susie Homemaker, but then it kind of. She was the original Born, before Born. (laughs) In
1: Beetlejuice, she is definitely Susie Homemaker. I was going to mention that in a later minute. But let's go to Jeffrey Jones, shall Uh,
0: we? Well, actually, uh, a little bit more of Jeannie Davis. She started out as a model when she was in the Victoria's Secret catalog when Sidney Pollock cast her in Tootsie.
2: Oh. Hello. And then
0: she did. That uh, explains so much, right? Doesn't it?
2: Because well, no, it just does. Because <laughs> like I only remember Gina Davis at the beginning of that movie, or near the beginning, whenever mm-hmm. he's first putting on the, the that persona, the the Dorothy Michaels persona, yeah. and she's in her underwear. Because I remember the as Troy a kid, secret. You know, like, I was like, yeah. oh. who else? Oh, yeah. like, why is Gina Davis in her underwear in this movie? And, okay, that explains that. Well, Gina <laughs>
0: Davis was probably, outside of Keaton, of course, was probably the biggest name in here because she had done The Fly before this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was definitely a little bit more on the. And Transylvania 65,000 and Fletch. Oh, dear uh. God,
1: the Transylvania 65,000, which was what I was thinking about when I thought of Jeffrey Jones, who was also in that movie.
0: Yep, he's not.
1: A movie that I, to this day, cannot get those two hours back. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was so slapstick, and I guess not my humor. I'm not a fall, I'm not the slip on the banana peel kind of humor. get your leg caught in the door, and then your leg comes off like a prosthetic, for no good reason. That is what Transylvania 65,000
2: is. I'm surprised that's the Jeffrey Jones movie that you want the memory, like the time back from, and not Howard the Duck.
0: Yeah, Howard the Duck was before uh, Beetlejuice. So, of course, everyone remembers Principal Rooney.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, I was going to say he redeemed himself with uh, Ferris Bueller, obviously.
0: Well, Amadeus was the first, I think, big thing he was in. Oh, (laughs) I was trying to remember. I was (laughs) like, what? Uh,
1: (laughs) And, of course, Tim Burton would go on to use him again in Ed Wood and Sleepy Hollow. Yes. So Mm -hmm. he is one of the Burton Knights, cast-wise.
0: Indeed. Yes um, Yeah, but that's uh, Catherine O'Hara is the next But she really just shows up in the next minute So if you want to uh, well, Table her for to... the next one or
1: Yes, table her for minute two But I did want to make a comment about the houses Because we're, we're, we're coming over the trees Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about what was actually shot how And I wanted to say I noticed how white All the houses are When you're looking at it from mm-hmm. a distance mm. And it reminds me of, I know that Tim Burton once said that in Edward Scissorhands, all the houses in that place, um, they're all very pastel. Mm -hmm. And it was because it was kind of like growing up in Burbank where he grew up and everything was very conformist. So I was kind of thinking, look how conformist and genteel all these little white houses are (laughs) as you come over the little green... what would you call that? The mountaintop. The
0: mountaintop. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it, it's if you if you take that same shot of the nice little pastoral, you know, and swap different music for it, it's a completely different movie because it's just a nice little you know nice little Hamlet uh, town. You see a little church steeple and everything's
2: you know old in, like, fashioned. Put like Gump theme or something like that. Yeah, and, exactly. So it becomes this very like oh, this is going to be a sappy movie about a guy who gets a dog, you know, or something exactly. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead we get
0: Danny Elfman crazy circus music. Sinister music. And yeah, incidentally, uh, with... Well, actually, when his name comes up, I've got a little bit of trivia about the music and
2: score for this. So Excellent. For
1: something I look forward to. Did you notice one of the houses
2: in... Oh, yeah, you were saying... Oh, no, yeah, I, I just didn't notice it until today, but I thought... Is it this minute? No, it, well, it... It is the opening minute, but i uh, just say there's a house in the movie The ma- uh, I don't know how spoilery well, you want to get with everyone's movie. seen it. People, y'all, y'all have seen the We've movie seen it, yeah. I the hope ma- you've the seen Maitland the movie house.
1: if you're watching this no, If you're listening to this otherwise, podcast this, <laughs> otherwise this is a horrible
2: way to watch a movie you're doing it wrong <laughs> um, but the Maitland house like Adam and Barbara's house you actually see it from the get go when they first show the village I always thought they'd wait until the end of the credits to show it yeah. but yeah you actually see it as soon as they pass over the hills it's up in the top corner and I, was, mm-hmm. I didn't notice that yeah. until today and I'm like I've watched this movie for 28 years, 29, 28 years. forgot how to do math. But it, <laughs> don't worry, I don't do I, math. Yeah, and I, I never noticed it until today. So huh. I'm going to start staring at everything, like, a lot harder. Well, it's that like, uh,
0: that incidentally just brings back to, um, yeah, because the Star Wars Minute guys started this. And, of course, Star Wars has, you know, crazy amounts of, of extended universe. Um, and so, I mean, you can talk endlessly about one little shot about, you know, the... The Jawa off of her, you know, Jawa number two actually has, like, a whole, you know, Mm -hmm. Jawa the retailer Mm -hmm. and everything going. Um, But that's the cool thing about watching a movie a minute at a time is because you're forced to actually concentrate on all these tiny little things that you just otherwise miss. So hopefully we'll we'll get a lot more of that. Hey, I didn't see that.
1: Yes. so... Um, Until tomorrow, hopefully, come back tomorrow and find out what else you missed uh, the last time you watched
0: Beetlejuice. This movie hasn't (laughs) even started yet, really.
1: (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Until next time, save us some popcorn, and we'll see you soon at the Beetlejuice Minute.